0: When we think of self-care, we tend to think of retail therapy, pedicures, and massages. And don't get me wrong, these things are lovely. But spending money on pricey products and services is only one of many ways to invest in our wellness. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, I'll share six wellness ideas from different cultures. They're fascinating, they're supported by science, and better yet, they won't cost you a thing. So stay with me and find out how you can boost your wellness by borrowing ideas from around the world. So anyone who knows me well knows that I used to hate the cold. I dreaded the coming of every winter when I lived in New York and Boston, and I would complain through gritted teeth every single day of the coldest months. It wasn't just the drop in temperature. It was the boredom of being holed up inside with less and less daylight. And when I made some Scandinavian friends in 2016, I interrogated them. How do you do it? How do you stay sane during your long winters and short days? Imagine my surprise when I learned from them that actually in 2016, Denmark had ranked as the happiest nation in the world in the World Happiness Report. Then the next year, Finland became number one for the next three years, with Norway and Sweden never far behind. In fact, the five happiest countries in the world are almost always cold Nordic nations. So how do they do it? Of course, there are probably many factors involved. These countries often have less income inequality, greater wealth, and breathtaking natural landscapes. Those things certainly don't hurt. But I wondered, are there any other specific Nordic secrets to happiness and wellness, even during winter? My exploration not only uncovers some cool ideas from Denmark, but also sparked my interest in how people from around the world practice wellness. I was especially curious about how people have traditionally embraced wellness before it became this consumerist buzzword to describe expensive potions and bottles or fancy supplements peddled by celebrities. So today I want to share some of these really fascinating wellness practices and philosophies that I learned about. They're based in tradition, they're supported by science, which I love, and best of all, no matter what your income level is, you can probably do them at home. So let's dive in. Let's begin our journey in Denmark, the country that consistently ranks among the top 5 happiest nations in the world. Here, the Danish believe in hygge, which loosely translates to coziness. The word originated from an old Norwegian word meaning well-being, and it captures all that is cozy, warm, and just enjoyable. Curling up under a soft blanket while holding a warm mug of cocoa is huga. Chatting with friends and family around a fire, huga. And simply enjoying the glow of a candle, huga. No wonder the Danes are so happy in winter. This concept of huga not only gives practical inspiration for how to enjoy life, oversized scarves, and hot drinks with friends, but it also offers a philosophy for how to be with one's environment instead of fighting against it. For example, Instead of being like me and complaining about the cold all winter, you could go with the season and enjoy the special coziness of winter through your experience of little things like bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Now let's go south to warmer climes and take a nap with the Spaniards. In Spain and other Mediterranean places, as well as Latin America and some places in Asia, it's common practice to take an after lunch nap and this is called a siesta in Spanish. This afternoon nap time is not just for kids. Adults do it too. It's taken so seriously that museums, shops, and churches usually close for a couple of hours, and everything shuts down. And this adult nap time isn't just a nice treat to indulge in. Researchers have found that among generally healthy older Greeks, those who partake in regular napping had a 37% lower chance of dying from heart disease within a few years of enrolling in the study. So, if you have the ability to take a short nap during the day, maybe try it out. As long as it doesn't mess up your nighttime sleep, it may be a great way to get an extra boost of well-being. Now, traveling east to Japan, let's take a dip in the woods. Not an actual swim, but rather an immersion in nature called shinrin-yoku loosely translating to forest bathing forest bathing is pretty much what it sounds like being immersed in nature importantly it's not about going camping or hiking or doing any hardcore exercise in a forest in fact it's not a goal-oriented activity at all it's simply being with nature with your senses open and your body as your guide Health researcher Dr. Qing Li and his colleagues have found that forest bathing enhances the immune system and encourages the expression of anti cancer proteins. They also found that it decreases depression, fatigue, anxiety, and unsurprisingly, your heart rate. To take a forest bath yourself, Dr. Li explains that you don't need to seek out special destinations. You can simply find a spot of nature anywhere. Even if it's just a group of trees or a garden, walk through that area slowly and aimlessly. Turn off your devices and simply let the forest in through your five senses. At Delta, we know Mike and 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing.
2: A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics, because that's who we are.
1: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
0: So, so far, we've gotten cozy with the Danes with their hygge, we've taken a nap with the Spaniards, and we've gone forest bathing with the Japanese. Now, let's go from quiet to loud with some laughter yoga in India. Who doesn't enjoy a good belly laugh? But have you ever done it on purpose? The idea of laughter yoga is that we don't have to wait for something funny to happen in order to laugh. Instead, laughter can and should be practiced for its own sake. Laughter yoga is often practiced in groups where real playfulness and interaction between people can turn practiced laughs into real guffaws. And there seem to be real health benefits too, even if the laugh is quote-unquote fake. A recent meta-analysis found that simulated laughter may be even more effective than spontaneous humorous laughter for improving mood. So why not give it a try? Do a belly laugh like no one is watching. Or actually better yet, get together with some others and laugh with them. And speaking of being with others, perhaps nothing captures our social human nature better than the South African philosophy of Ubuntu. This term from the Zulu language can be generally translated as humanity towards others. It's part of a phrase that means a person is a person through other people. What an awesome phrase. This idea has been spread in part by Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a South African theologian and human rights activist. Ubuntu is different from other items from our list today because it's not just a practice, but rather a whole humanist philosophy that embraces diversity, compassion, warmth, and dignity for all. This may be a philosophy we especially need right now, even if living by it might be a lifelong pursuit. We can begin by acknowledging the humanity of all people, by being open to learning, and by respecting all, even if we're unfamiliar, or maybe especially if we're in conflict with someone. And last but not least, let's learn about the Jewish day of rest and reflection. Observing the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week is a religious tradition in the practice of Judaism. The Shabbat, meaning rest or cessation, begins on Friday evening and ends on Saturday evening during which people refrain from work. Instead, they honor the Sabbath with restful activities like prayer, contemplation, and having festive meals with family. One Jewish writer, Menachem Kaiser, has referred to the Sabbath as the only authentic form of leisure, the act and fulfillment of doing absolutely nothing productive, and he called it our best bet to enact lasting communities. This, to me, sounds like a much-needed balm for our modern hurts. And it's not just my intuition, either. Research has found that Sabbath-keeping is beneficial for physical and mental health. This is unsurprising, given that much research has established the benefits of rest, spirituality, and even simply enjoying meals together as a family. So I wholeheartedly agree with Kaiser that even if you're not religious— You can practice maybe a secular version of Shabbat and let this weekly timeout give you the chance to rest and connect with others. Whether it's through the spirituality of Shabbat, the quietness of forest bathing, or the exuberance of laughter yoga, there are so many wellness practices and philosophies from around the world that get back to basics. These are feeling connected to our bodies our minds, and one another. None of the ideas we talked about today require you to buy a single thing, but all of them invite us to be mindful and connected. So what do you think? Do any of these cultural practices intrigue you? I'd love to hear your experiences with them and also any other cultural practices that I missed. You can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Psych and at Jade Wu, PhD. And you can always subscribe to the Savvy Psychologist newsletter to get happier and healthier living tips delivered straight to your inbox. You can listen to the Savvy Psychologist wherever you get your podcasts. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Herzberg. And as always, it is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again for joining me, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.